Any issues that are coming up now are just coming to the surface because they can't be swept under the rug. But to think that it's an isolated issue because of the pandemic would be false. This is Moms in the Middle, the show for busy parents who need a little help keeping their hustle in check, especially now. I'm Melanie Ng, mom of Josh. And I'm Ivanka Osmak, and I am the mother of George and the newbie, Blake, new kid on the block. And we are back with another episode from home. Hey guys, if you haven't already, go listen to our last episode. It was a reunion of sorts because we... We updated you on what's been happening in our new normals and how we are doing this from our own homes and recording virtually. Yeah, and we heard so much feedback from you, so we decided we're going to do a little bit more over the next little while. Keep you company while you keep us company and keep the conversation going. So over the next little bit, stay tuned to our feed. Make sure you subscribe so you know when we'll be releasing some further episodes. Because of the COVID pandemic and what's happening these days, we have all been trapped in our house. That's maybe not the nice way of saying it. Cooped up. The only faces you're seeing on a regular basis are your family. And let's be honest, maybe you're seeing a little too much of your family. It's not that you don't love them, but come on, Mel, you and I both know this. There's disagreements. Sometimes there's tantrums, maybe from you and me more than Josh and George. And maybe even we're running out of things to say with our spouses. Relationships, they're kind of hard work these days. Yeah. And we're learning a lot about relationships, let's say, with your significant other, with your kids, maybe even with yourself. So the big question is, how do we navigate through all of them without losing your mind? Joining us now, a repeat guest and one of our favorites is registered psychotherapist, life coach, and mama of two, Hina Khan. Thanks for joining us, Hina. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Okay, Hina, one of the number one things that we talk about, even just Ivanka and I, are, hey, how are you doing? Because there are so many things going on, and we are not used to, at least I know for sure, I'm definitely not used to this much time with my significant other, with my husband, and I am learning a lot, good, bad, and ugly. So do you have, before we get into some of the specifics, a number one tip on, you know, what you should be taking away from some of this? The number one tip I have is to ask for what you need. This is not the time to want your partner to read your mind. This is not the time to say, well, you know, he or she should know this. Why aren't they getting it? Just say it. Just say it and collapse time for some drama here. But that's my number one tip, in all honesty, to ask for what you need. Because responsibilities are getting so blurred. Like my husband used to be in charge of the garbage because he could put them out at night. And I used to be in charge of the laundry because I could do it during the day. But now we're all here. And how are you, how, how do you make sure you delegate, but you're not being bossy and then you're not getting lazy? How, how are you getting around doing all these chores? Because in most, in most households, everybody's working and trying to be a teacher and trying to be a parent, trying to be a wife or a husband or a spouse on top of all the daily chores. It's so true. Our house, which used to be our home to come home to, maybe after work to work from is now like our school, our library, our gym, our restaurant. Everything is happening in this one location. It's funny because many times we feel like we're seeing each other a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're communicating. So just because we're around each other a lot doesn't mean that we are 
in flow are expressing what we need. So I really feel that it's important at least once a week to sit down with your partner and look at the week. I think at first we thought this is going to be a sprint. We can do this. We're a team. We got this. Yay, team. And now it's a marathon. (laughs) And now the novelty of it is wearing off too, right? So you want to get together at least once a week and say, okay, what does your week look like? What does my week look like? Who needs what area of the house? Our house is open concept, which was great, but now doors are really nice. (laughs) Doors are the best invention of all time, especially during this. It's funny because we just moved uh, in the summer and we were in a much smaller space and we're in a significantly bigger space. And now I can be on a different level without seeing his face. Not that I don't want to see his face, but to have a, 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 you know, a separate area. And it has made a world of difference. It's honestly, I think it has saved our marriage. But, you know, just talking to some of my friends, I think that there are two schools of thought right now. I have a lot of girlfriends who are saying, oh my gosh, I am having such a tough time in my marriage right now. Everything is getting on my nerves, his nerves, her nerves, whatever. And then I've got the other school of thought, some girlfriends who are saying, we are closer than ever. This has brought us together. So, Would you say that certain relationships going into this pandemic and the isolation and whatnot maybe already had it written out for them what it was going to look like during the pandemic? Like as in if if it was not a great marriage, it's going to look worse or was was this the way to turn it around? Uh, That's such a great point. I think any issues that are coming up now are just coming to the surface because they can't be swept under the rug. But to think that it's an isolated issue because of the pandemic would be false. Chances are there were things that were irritating you. There were things that were happening before. But with the busyness of life, you could you could kind of look past it. But now you can't. So it is a great opportunity, actually. It's a great opportunity in all areas of your life to say, okay, Let's say there would be another pandemic in five years and I have to be stuck with this one in in a room again. Is this the one I want to be with? And if it is, maybe I need to show up differently. Maybe he needs to show up differently and we can do some work around this. I mean, let's face it, when we took our vows for, you know, better or worse, I don't remember hearing or pandemic. (laughs) The other thing I am hearing, which is actually quite lovely, is that they're seeing their partner step up in ways that they never would have seen before. I don't know if you guys have heard that too or seen that. Well, we're in a bit of a unique situation over uh, at my house, Hannah, because we have a newborn. It's about, uh, you know, over a month old. And so... So what you said earlier about um, about not communicating, we see each other, but it's always passing ships. You know, can you take him? Can you take our three-year-old? Um, can you do this shift? Because he's still working from home, my husband. Um, I'm not. I'm on mat leave. So I really feel like it's, I don't want to say a strain on a relationship, but it's just, it's it's changed a lot because we're, we don't usually see each other, you know, when I'm not on mat leave because of our different work schedules, but we're just not communicating as much as we used to, even though we wouldn't see each other. So I'm wondering how we get back on track in these like situations, because you can't have a grandparent take your child and have a date night necessarily. And we're so exhausted. Like it just seems like there are so many problems adding up against. So we're trying to reconnect, but we don't even know when. One of the things I speak to my clients about, especially in situations where there are young children, and you know, like you said, you don't have that support system. You know, it takes a village. You don't got the village. <laughs> there is no village for you right now. Is to employ what we call the law of non-resistance. 
It actually means almost to surrender, but not in a way of I give up, but to allow, like accept it. It is what it is right now. This is the situation. And then give yourself and your partner some grace. No, we did not get a playbook for this. You know, we've never been here before. And so what you want to think about for you, Ivanka, is think about like in the cracks of the day, or is there a moment where you can say, you know, can we just have five minutes? Because it will probably not be likely that you can say, let's do it. Let's put the kids to bed and have an hour together. That's not going to happen. You're going to want to crash. So we have to find it in the cracks of the day and understand that connection will look different now than it has before. And be okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm finding so funny and a lot of um, parents I'm talking to is they're discovering what their significant other's work style is like, which they've never been exposed to before, right? I can always hear my husband on conference calls and he can hear me talking to fellow employees, right? About coworkers and whatnot. And it's so strange. You're learning like, that's how you talk to people? But how come you talk to me this way, but you talk to them this way? You're so much nicer to them or, you know, the funniest things. And so, but sometimes I do find that you take that that because you are in the same space, you've got employee mail and you've got mom mail, you've got wife mail, and you, you sort of have to figure out where you fit in because you're in the exact same space. So how do you separate all of those roles and those relationships? Mel, I think this is so critically important and lost on many people. If we were to do this interview like we did the last time, I would be coming to your studio we would be doing it. When we are done, I would have transition as I go home. There is no transition. You know, I had finished a meeting. I went upstairs to grab some lunch. My kids are like, oh, you're having lunch. Can we play Crazy Eights? So I'm quickly playing a, a game of Crazy Eights while I'm having my lunch before I come down to another meeting. That never would have happened. So we don't have those transitions that are really important, actually, for us to process. Times to like be like, okay, the day, let go of the day when you guys are leaving the studio and to come home. Or even if you were working from home, you know, maybe your oldest Ivanka would be at preschool or something like that. And there would be some transition time. Even our home is our gym. So we don't even have transition of when we're leaving the gym. You know, you roll up your mat and your kid is there like, hi. (laughs) So I think one of the biggest challenges is that We don't have that time to process the day. It's like everything is happening in the same place, even what we're using to communicate. So we are using the same medium to communicate that I would communicate with my clients, that I will then communicate with my family if we all get together, that I would then communicate with my coworkers, with someone on my team. So there's no even differentiator in that. So we have to... Set that up for ourselves. Try to give yourself a little bit of buffer when you can. So, you know, when you're done this, um, Mel, you may want to just like stay for a few more minutes in the space and transition open that door or go down the flight of stairs. And like, it's cool if you have a glass of wine through that transition, right? (laughs) Is that, that's normal? It's five o'clock somewhere every single hour of the day during this COVID. Um, You know what I... I was so desperate for some me time this morning that at 7 a.m., snowing in Toronto, I put on my running gear for the very first time since the fall, and I went on a run. And I got to tell you, it felt so good. I was in pain, but just getting out and being by myself because I just needed that break. I wasn't a mom. I wasn't a wife. I wasn't 
I wasn't just here and on and and it was it was better than you know escaping to my room or maybe the bathtub. I just needed to get out. I did think about you know keep running you know running a lot a lot farther at times, <laughs> but that to me I have found is so important is just getting out. And so that's so great. You know you have found something that works for you. And that will help you. So now what I would say is you want to make sure you communicate that to your husband and that you get that in the calendar. So it's, and this is what you would do, let's say, you know, today, even the rest of the week. Okay. What do you need? What do I need? And where we have to ask for what we need. You know, some people really do need their time to themselves. And they need to be able to do that without feeling guilty. It's just what we need. So we want to give that to each other. And do you actually say to your partner, like, I am going to be a better wife, partner, mom, if you give me that space? Like, do you need to be that outright and that blatant, like with your messaging, that if you don't give me this time, I I, I might actually implode here? You know what's great is that... Ivanka, your husband probably already saw the good that that run did. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, what happens, because even with my husband, sometimes like, do you want me to unroll your yoga mat? Because he (laughs) can tell I'm getting a little grumpy. (laughs) So I think that you want to be that clear about it. Like, this is something that I need. And we also want to say, and what do you need? Like, what would help you? Right. So both people feel like they're getting their needs met. And then honestly, the partner is like, can I lace up your shoes? Like they want you to have that time because you are so much nicer and better and you have a better perspective. And I mean, Ivanka, for you, I mean, there's hormones. There's so much that has happened in your body as you've birthed this little guy into the world. Like you have to I think we all have to give each other some grace during this time. Also, because for many of us we don't necessarily feel our best. We're not going Mm -hmm. to the gym. We're not getting those things that we would normally get. We've maybe put on some weight. We're, you know, we're not eating the best. There's a lot of baking going on. So we have to remember that maybe ourselves or our partners may also not be feeling that great about how they look, to be honest. And that kind of affects intimacy, you know, if that's even possible, but it affects how they feel close to you maybe so just to keep that in mind um okay let's talk about kids because uh you know we've referenced a lot the homeschooling becoming a teacher during this time and you know during the six weeks during this pandemic i've seen a lot of memes or a lot of notes of encouragement saying your job is not to be a teacher if that's not who you are or what your profession is you know relax give yourself a break but you know, you want to take this task on and you want to feel like superwoman or super dad, but sometimes you just have to separate yourself. So what's the best way of of being patient with your children during this school time? Because it's going to continue for at least another month this way, at least, I think. And I don't even want to talk about what, what's going to happen come September. That'll make just parents cry everywhere. How's it best to approach kids when it comes to the homeschooling part of things? So if there's two... Um if there's two parents in the home, I think you want to have a conversation and say, what is our priority? So for us, our priority is the mental health of the children. That is the priority. So that's one thing is to agree on that. And then here's what I learned. I don't understand grade five math. I had to get my 12-year-old in grade seven to try to explain to me the grade five math so I could explain it to the 10-year-old. And I was like, this is crazy. I don't get it. 
So I'm just going to walk away now. So it's also to know when you want to, when you need to just walk away. But it's also to understand that obviously we're there to support them. But if they're not getting it, that's okay. That's how we know where they need some more support. It's okay if they're not getting it. So I would say do what works for you. Have a conversation of what is the priority for the family. And another thing you could do is with your partner, just say now, imagine that it is this date, 2021, a year from now. And we are talking about this time during the pandemic. And we're saying, you know what? I'm really happy with the way that we handled it with the kids. I'm just happy because at the end of the day, what they remember is this, 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 and this. What would you hope that would be? And when I ask my couples this, they say things like that we bonded a lot, that we had lots of laughter, that it was fun. And then again, you go, okay, well, where is homeschooling in that? I'm not saying that you're not doing it, but again, is that the priority? Um, I want to say two things. One, grade five math is very hard these days. I don't like uh, these teachers. I bow down to them because I, I had some teachers, friends who showed me some of their um, exercises and I went, I don't, did I know how to do that in grade five? I really don't think so. So kudos to any parent who is struggling through uh, math these days. The curriculum's crazy. But two, what's interesting is um, what I'm noticing from my son is a little bit of a behavioral change in that like he's having the time of his life. Ivanka and I talked about this. Like he does not want to go back to school. He's young though. He's four. He's in preschool. And he says, mommy, daddy, you're my best friend. I don't need my friends. I'm good. And that's great and all, but I want to somehow reverse it, right? I still want to get to him and say like, I love you little man, but school and relationships with others is still very important. So I know it's very different depending on the age range that you're talking about, but for this one where they're very young and impressionable, let's say four, five, six, how do you try to explain to them the importance of we're in a weird space? Love you, but I need you to get out there. Okay, so let me ask you this. What happens for you when he says that, that you two are my best friends? Do you worry about that? No, I love it. I love it. I love it. And maybe I love it too much, right? Yeah, maybe you're worried about you. (laughs) Maybe this is me that I need to ask the question about me. How do I let him go? You're projecting. Be free. (laughs) The truth is he'll be fine. You know, we're all going to have to do a bit of a digital detox on the kids. There is going to be that transition for sure. And it's going to be, it's going to be wonky when we get back at it but he's going to be fine. He's going to get back to his friends and you're going to be like dropping him off and he's going to be like, see ya. And you're going to be like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm your best friend. We're supposed to be best friends. You told me. (laughs) So I wouldn't worry about it. But what is interesting is, are you feeling that you will miss it? on some level. You know what, Hannah, this is a therapy session in itself because in all honesty, right? Because I sit back and this is the most time I've had with my son other than Matt leave, right? And it's funny because I didn't get to see the developmental stuff that he's doing at school, right? Like he's building these things. He's making these drawings. And I went, how did you know how to do that? Oh, well, he's learned that over the last X months, right? So it's been really sweet. So yeah, maybe it is part of the detachment thing with me come the time. But it's also a little bit funny because he sees his friends walk through the neighborhood and he says, oh, I can't talk to them. I can't talk to them. And that, that's the part that actually does get me a little bit nervous. Maybe the long-term effects from some youngsters, um, maybe older than my son, who might take the lessons learned in this pandemic life and use them as long-term, right? Like, 
maybe I do need to keep my distance. Maybe hugs are not a great thing, you know, like those sort of tangible things. You know, part of me is worried in that sense too. Ivanka, I don't know about you, like is George kind of getting that bit or he's... No, George is following Josh's tune where this is the best thing that has ever happened to him. You know, he's watching more TV. We're both home. We're eating every single meal together. So no, but I have nieces and nephews that are older and um, especially my 10-year-old niece, she's having a tough time not being social and seeing her friends. And so my sister is encouraging her to do Zoom chats um, or whatever, um, just so she can see her friends. And I know, I know for me too, seeing, seeing people and talking to people like we're doing now, we're talking. It's again, it's taking me out of that mom, wife, teacher, whatever role. And now I'm being a friend and I haven't been a friend, you know, we're not friends as much as we were before this, but, um, but I think for kids, every kid is different, right? But some need to be encouraged to be social is that is that something that you, that kids are um, I don't know particularly sensitive to? I think uh, Mel, what you said around like hugging or handshaking, like will this skew things? I think we will get our cues from what the protocols are, and then we will have to give age appropriate messaging to them. But we don't want to scare them. I think that's what I hear you saying. Like you don't want them to now live in fear of what the world is like, or it's a scary place, or you can catch something like that. That's where we know our children and we want to be, we want to impart that message from the messages that we get in the best way that we can to them that still leaves them feeling secure and confident and that everything is going to be okay. So Hannah, Mel and I have talked about the older generation, our parents, our in-laws, and uh, I don't want to say they're, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, have a, a thick paintbrush when I say this or say everyone's the same in the older generation of the baby boomers, but some aren't taking it seriously. And I think my dad does fall into that category and he lives with my mom and that makes me a little nervous because they are 70 plus. Oops, sorry, Jeannie. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, you're worried about their health and compromising it and you want them to take it seriously, but some people just everyone has different risk tolerances. And so that is making conversations difficult when you, when you're on the phone with them. So Ivanka, are you on the phone with your dad sometimes? And is he like, yeah, I just went out and did this. And you're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Absolutely. Wanting to say something. Absolutely. I mean, and I know my dad, I cannot say anything and there's nothing to change his mind. So it's, it's frustrating. And then I get off the phone call frustrated and he's probably frustrated because he doesn't see what I'm seeing. I think it's really hard because we love them and we want them to be safe. We cannot be responsible for them taking it seriously or not. And this is where we have to detach a little bit. It doesn't mean that you don't have conversations with them, but if you can, I would change the subject just so you're not so triggered by it. And it doesn't put, then it doesn't end up upsetting your day because we do care about them. But what we have to understand is at the end of the day, they are adults and they are responsible for their choices, even though if they're behaving, even if, you, if we feel like they're behaving <laughs> like children, um, only because it's too much and there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. And then the person, honestly, that it ends up hurting more is us. And we know that when we're stressed, we're more likely to get sick, where mm-hmm. our immune system goes down. So we don't want to put ourselves in that situation. 
And kind of along the same lines as what Ivanka was talking about, these relationships with our older generation or parents who maybe have a different mentality, I'm seeing that a lot with the same generation. Like I have different friends who think differently about isolation, about what quarantine means, about what social and physical distancing actually means. And some are saying, oh, this is fine, where others are, you know, with the gloves and the masks and won't let the kids go anywhere near even a green space. So it's such a delicate situation and you don't want to create a weird space in these relationships, which used to be so strong, but didn't realize that friends have such strong, different opinions. So how do you navigate around those? Is it kind of the same way with, you know, what you were telling Ivanka with the parents, with those friendships? Because these friendships hopefully will last a long time. You don't want to break them now. I think it's so interesting because it's kind of what you guys were talking about at the beginning, that being in self-isolation with our families, we're seeing things maybe in our partner that we didn't really notice before. We're seeing how they work. And then we're seeing that in our friendships as well, where you're like, did they just did they just post that? <laughs> yeah. And it can really take you aback. I mean, I've had that as well, where I was like, well, I don't understand. Did you get hacked? <laughs> because this isn't the person that I... So... Sometimes it's a good time to think, okay, love them where they are. We're all, everyone handles things differently. If it's a really dramatically different viewpoint where it's almost a values situation, like we have really different core values, then what you'll probably find is that you may drift apart mm-hmm. because there's some things where it's just a value thing and like, we're just not at the same place. But then there's other things where it's like, okay, we handle things a little bit differently. And that's okay. I'm going to love you through it. You love me through it. And we will connect when we can connect on topics that we can connect on. You always give us such great information. I feel so uplifted after I speak with you. <laughs> and I really, what, what stood out, um, what you've said in our conversation is a year from now, you know, or even longer, maybe you go five years, whatever, how, whatever you take away from this very abnormal time. What What is it? And uh, I hope we remember that, you know, we've come together as a family and my son has become an older brother and we've, you know, welcomed a baby. And I know, like, how cool is that? Like, I mean, <laughs> uh, cool. I mean, maybe not the first word. That but five years from now, it's like <laughs> you were born during this time in history. Like, you know, I was even thinking because their kids will be like, so, so there was a pandemic and you couldn't go to school? They, what did you guys do? Like, so it's just going to be so interesting that your child was born during this as well. Absolutely. It's unique. It's, it's one of those where you remember when we all know where we were during that, uh, the massive blackout, right? Like everyone can go back and look back. So, uh, you know, what? I'm, I'm, I'm the same as you, Ivanka, when it comes to takeaway. And for me, it's what you've said as a priority, Hina, is the mental health of your kids, you know, where that the homeschooling, that stuff will fall in place. But what will they remember too? you know, what is their takeaway? And maybe it is that mommy and daddy were their best friends. And I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. I will let him go one day. Fly, baby, fly. But <laughs> <laughs> if he's still living there at 40, calling you their best friend, just, just you know, call me. <laughs> you know what? And I think what's nice is to be able to just sometimes sit back. Like so many things are going wrong that it's sometimes you just need to sit back and laugh about it a little bit. I know. And I don't want to... Um, downplay any of the seriousness that is, but there are so many things that are out of our control, whether it be within our relationships with our partners and and friends and whatnot, that you kind of just go, wow, 
you know what? I'm going to laugh through this for a little bit. We are going to get past this. We are in a weird place right now. We just all know we're in a weird place. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the one last thing I'll leave you with is the best way to, um, to shift yourself emotionally and mentally is gratitude. So if you don't have a gratitude practice, this can be the perfect time to start one, which is just when you get up in the morning, write 10 things you're grateful for. No matter where you are in life, it puts things into perspective as well. Of course. We've got a lot of that these days. That's for sure. We're all, um, knock on wood, everyone is healthy, which is nice. And, uh, and we're in this together. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you. Stay safe. There is a reason we continue to have Hannah back on this show. And I know we all take a lot away from her. She's uh, got so much great information. If you want to hear more from Hannah or read more, check her out at hinnacon.ca. Make sure .ca, okay? I'm just saying, because if you go to .com, you may go to another Hinnacon. Who's super famous also. Yeah, <laughs> we like our own Hinnacon, our, our local version. But everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Moms in the Middle. And if you like the show, just make sure you rate and review. You can do that on your app wherever you listen and we always want to keep this conversation going so you can find us on twitter at frequency pause or at ivanka osmak at city melanie you can also find us on instagram we are always there at moms in the middle podcast that's right we want to hear from you no matter what time of day because one of us will be up at all times of the day this episode was produced as always by the lovely and talented stephanie phillips and presented by frequency podcast network